Amen. 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 Welcome, everybody. So here are a few Bible verses. David's already told you what we're going to be about, so you're already thinking about thankfulness. But listen to these verses from Scripture. Psalm 118. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Ephesians 5. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Hebrews 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. 2 Corinthians 9, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And lastly, Philippians 4, 4, maybe not lastly, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And then 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all situations, all circumstances, for this is God's will. And today, like Dave says, we're starting this three-part uh, series looking at three principles, three practices, if you like, thankfulness, honor, and celebration. And these are all things that God wants us to explore, to understand, and to live in, and to live from. We want to spend these three weeks thinking about the focus of our hearts. What are we cultivating in our hearts, and what is really the overflow Thankfulness, honor, and celebration. These are things of the kingdom. These are signs of the king of kings and that he is at home in us and that we're being inwardly transformed by the grace of God becoming more and more like Jesus. So like Dave said, I'm going to start with thankfulness. However, I could not uh, separate gratitude and rejoicing from thankfulness. So it's kind of around all three of those things. I grew up as a small child in the Anglican church, and uh, it was fantastic, and I loved it, and I especially loved my Sunday school teacher. And one of the things, as I was thinking about thankfulness, that I remembered was uh, there's a Eucharist prayer that is said in the lead into to communion, which is what we're going to um, share together in a little while. But it says this, it's a kind of interaction between the, the lead, whoever's leading the service and the congregation. They say, the Lord is here, and everyone said, his spirit is with us. Then they say, lift up your hearts, and everyone says, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks and praise. Let us give thanks, sorry, to the Lord our God. And then everyone says, it is right to give him thanks and praise. And then the, the, the leader goes on, it is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you've created all things from the beginning and formed us in your image. 
Through him, you freed us from slavery of sin, giving him to be born as man and die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him, you've set, sent upon us your Holy Spirit and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own presence. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, holy, holy, is the Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. There is gratitude. We can have gratitude to God because he is. (laughs) He is God. And the thankfulness expressed in that prayer conveys like an overflow into the whole of of, of our hearts. And and as, as believers... We live in the light of the grace of God and all that is true in that prayer. He is all sufficient. God is beyond. God's love is beyond it all, his generous sacrifice. And gratitude is really important because it gives us the ability to experience life as a gift. It opens us up to wonder and delight and humility when we come with grateful thankful hearts and I think sometimes we do not have any idea we don't realize how much we have to be grateful for we don't realize all that we have that we are so should be so thankful about or acknowledge God as we should our hearts are resistant to being truly thankful and expressing our thanks to God or even to those around us Last Wednesday, I took a single bed. We've got a a van. The church has got a van, which I love to get in from time to time. And I took a bed to this amazing man who was a a refugee from Afghanistan. And we, uh, I delivered the bed, and then we stood outside on the pavement, and we, we chatted. And he said to me, I had more money than I needed. I had dollars he worked for the Americans. He said, I, I had dollars. You know, I had a lot. Um, I had a good house. I had a car. I had a family. And we talked about um, loss, and we talked about pain, and we talked about shock. But, but what welled up even more than all that he had left behind and the pain that he had been through, and he told me a story that I won't even, <laughs> I won't even say it's too shocking, But what welled up more than all of that suffering was gratitude. The gratitude he was expressing to the British government, to the American army at the airport, the thankfulness for the bed I took, the pillow, the blankets, the duvet, the duvet cover, and even more that I would come to him and bring them to him. It was really humbling. He was so lovely. And, uh, and we chatted, and, and he said that he's got all the things that he actually needs, and the food bank would come in the following day and everything. So I said, well, have you tasted English sweets? You know, he's like, not really, no. I was like, come on. So I took him to the corner shop, and like, I said, oh, you definitely need this, you need this, you need this, and he had this big scoop of um, sweets. And, you know, he was so thankful. It was, it was like, it was a really humbling moment because all of us watched the news, didn't we? As the Taliban took over and things unfolded at Bagram Airport, 
praying for the men and the women and the children fleeing for their lives. So to meet this man who was there in the suffering that he's in and in the suffering that continues for him, thankful for his life, thankful for a simple bed, thankful for sweets, I came home to my house with a renewed thankfulness for peace, for my family, for my freedom, for the rights that I enjoy and for what God has released into my life. And I pray, I sat at home, and, I, and ever since, I've just, it really has impacted me. I've just prayed prayers of thanks for the simple things that I have taken for granted. And I wonder how you respond to that story. Gratitude, thankfulness, is not something we give to God because he wants to make sure we know how much trouble he went to over us. Gratitude is a gift that God gives us, that enables us to be blessed by all the other gifts, the way that our taste buds enable us to um, enjoy the gift of food. Without gratitude and thankfulness, our lives so easily can degenerate into envy, dissatisfaction, complaints, and griping, taking what we have for granted and always wanting more. Gratitude is a gift. Thankfulness is a gift that God gives to us. Psalm 118, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I think thankfulness is a bit like a vehicle that helps you to turn your eyes to God. (laughs) And it says, you know, it, it, it says in God's word that it is his plan that we do thank him in every circumstance. And it helps us, gratitude helps us to turn our eyes to God. Right now, in this moment, I mean, in in these few seconds, I could say, well, I'm thanking God for this breath in my lungs. I'm thankful that I'm wearing clothes. I'm thankful that I can see. We can be thankful we are safe, as Dave said. I'm going to have lunch with new friends after this. Probably uh, I'll have uh, dinner at my sister-in-law's house. She's cooking roast lamb. There's a lot of excitement about that. And I'll probably have a bowl of cereal before I go to sleep tonight. I have so much to be thankful for. We have warm coffee brewing. People who've got here earlier this morning to make it for us, and they'll be standing there serving us just as they were standing at the door, welcoming us as we came in this morning. We've got people waiting over here to lead us in worship, to lead us to the throne room of the king, who've been thinking and praying this week, what shall I play? What song should we do? Lord, what do you want to do? I'm so grateful for each and every one of them. We've got a kids team right now who I am truly thankful for because they are teaching our children that they are loved by God. We can be thankful that they have prayed and they have prepared what what they're doing today. I'm thankful for this moment. I'm thankful for seeing all of you. (laughs) I love that God brings us together through his blood, through his resurrection, as a family adopted sons and daughters. He gives us life, forgiveness, friendship. He gives us himself. That's just in this few seconds that we got to think about it. Gratitude. There's a, a book I'm grateful to Don this week. He, uh, he lent me some books, and this one by John Ortberg's, it's called When the Game is Over, It All Goes Back in the Box. Great book. But he writes in this book, gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. 
It opens up wonder, delight, and humility. It makes our hearts generous. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. How good is that? Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It opens up wonder, delight, and humility. It makes our hearts generous, and it liberates our hearts from the prison of self-preoccupation. There's a story in Luke 17, verse 11 to 16. And there... And Jesus uh, has something to say here about thankfulness. So I'm just going to read it to you. It says this, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God. In a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. We're not told how they discover they're healed, but it probably doesn't take long as they're walking to go and present themselves to the priest and they're looking at one another and going, hang on, your face looks better. It's gone on your hand, it's gone on your leg. Look at you, your flesh is restored. Where's your leprosy? And then maybe they all begin to examine themselves, but there's that one, when he saw he was healed, he turned back, praising God, and he thanked Jesus. All 10 of them are healed, but only one comes back, praising God and thanking Jesus for his cleansing, for his healing. And the word praising is is doxazo, praise, honor, extol. And in verse 18, the phrase is to give glory, doxa, it translates in the Greek, honor as an enhancement or recognition, recognition of status or performance, fame, renown, honor, prestige. And in verse 15, the lepers have called out in this really loud voice to ask for mercy, but only the one turns back to give thanksgiving and praise. It just made me wonder, what would happen if our thanksgiving, if our thankfulness was as loud as our requests to the Lord? The word thanks in verse 16, again in Greek, eucharisto, to show that one is under obligation to be thankful, to feel obliged to thank, and then to express appreciation for benefits or blessings, to give thanks, express thanks, return thanks is what it means. We get our word Eucharist, don't we, from that word. And this thankful leper, he throws himself at Jesus' feet as a sign of utter humility. And I love that Jesus receives him. He may well have touched Jesus, and Jesus doesn't go, "Eh." he says, 
you're free, you're healed, kind of go. Such compassion, such grace. And I I was thinking, am I, on a a kind of day-to-day level, when I think of all that the Lord has done for me, (laughs) am I like the nine, or am I mostly like the one? I know I'd love to tell you that I'm like the one and I throw my feet, throw myself at Jesus' feet in thanks and praise and honor. But I don't think I do. I think there are many times when I'm much more like the nine who've carried on and forgotten what Jesus has done. But Jesus says, where are the nine? Where are we in that story? So I think there's work probably for all of us to do around gratitude and thankfulness to God and around gratitude and thankfulness to each other and the way that we express it. So I'm just going to go through a few things that maybe might help us to kind of begin to think about gratitude and how we express it and how we can grow in this gift of gratitude in the weeks, in the months, in the years ahead. One thing is to keep track, keeping track of things that you're thankful for builds gratitude. I don't know if you've got friends uh, over in the States, but they've just had Thanksgiving, and a lot of them, particularly on Facebook, are really expressing a lot of thanks for a lot of different things. And I love it. I've got one of my friends in particular called Cindy. She's posting every day things that she is grateful for. I wonder if maybe you, I, might keep a track of a thankfulness kind of diary, a bit of a journal, where we just keep a record of things that we are grateful for. So keeping a track. The second thing is we might need to learn to appreciate imperfect gifts. Things aren't perfect this side of heaven, but we need to be uh, grateful and learn to be grateful and thankful for flawed people and imperfect gifts. Being grateful when someone maybe attempts to do something rather than necessarily getting it right all the time. Being grateful for your body, maybe as it gets a little bit grayer or a little bit more wrinkles. Being thankful even when something disappoints or doesn't work out. God says, rejoice. Again, I tell you, rejoice. Keep thanksgiving in your heart, in every circumstance. None of us is let off the hook. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Many of us spend a lot of time wondering, what is God's will for me? Should I do this? Should I do that? What is God's will? And here he's saying, well, this is one thing we can all be absolutely sure of. To give thanks, to be grateful in all circumstances is one thing that is true and is vital. Being thankful puts us in a place of worship instead of complaining. It changes our perspective. Those nine lepers missed out big time. The one who turned back was blessed by Jesus. Being thankful puts us in a place of worship because it humbly recognizes that God is in our midst. Something good has been released into our lives. God is here instead of complaining and it changes our perspective. God, you are good. You have given me good things even in difficult times. I'll always remember that man and his bed last week. 
and I'm really humbled when I hear someone who's, who's suffering. And there are people I know and I think, man, how, how can you be thankful? <laughs> what is happening in your life or what has happened to you through no fault of your own is absolutely horrendous. But those people who I think that about still recognize God's goodness and are still turning back to him with thanks. And this is God's will for us, for all of us. In gratitude and in thanks, we experience more of the kingdom. It's God's will for us to give him thanks. We are his children. He's Lord over our lives and he is good. He's given us so many good things. God made creation. No other explanation for its beauty than he just wanted to give us beauty like that to enjoy. There is so much good there is so much of God that we can see and be thankful for. How else can we cultivate thankfulness? There's a psychologist called Martin Seligman who is known as the father of positive psychology. And he believes that the most effective way to turbocharge joy in our lives, and this is his secular research, so I love it, because it talks of the kingdom, really. To turbocharge joy is to make what he calls gratitude visits. That means writing out like a thank you letter to someone that you want to say thank you to. And then visiting that person, reading out your letter of appreciation to him or her. And the remarkable thing that Seligman found in his research, that people were measurably happier one month after they had paid a gratitude visit to a person to whom a debt of gratitude was owed. Saying thank you produces ongoing joy. Thankfulness is good for you. Seligman also recommends what he calls three blessings, to write down every day three things that you are thankful for. Count your blessings, in other words. Taking time to journal what's going well and savoring moments. I love it that this scientific research is just catching up in a small way with the truth that to be thankful to God is the way that we were created to be, that there is life in gratitude and thankfulness. Gratitude is a gift that God gives us to save a relationship with him and with each other. Another thing is watch how you speak. I was really blessed by a group of vineyard pastors in Malawi a few years ago. I went and I visited, spent some time, that was us after lunch one day. And um, these women taught me a, a very important lesson. So when I met them, they were saying, hi, you know, tell me, tell me about yourself. So I said, you know, my name's Nicola. Yeah, I've got two children. I have a husband called David. I told them a bit about my life. And I said, and what about you? And they said, all of them, God has blessed me with three children. God has blessed me with a son. God has blessed me with a husband and my home is 10 miles away. I am blessed, my home is a blessing. Just the way I spoke of ownership, I have two children. And they spoke with utter blessing and gratitude, recognizing before God and before me and everyone who would listen that God has given them so much to be thankful for. And God really used these fantastic women to stop me in my tracks and reorientate my language and my heart. I am blessed. I don't have anything to my name. I am blessed and thankful to God. 
So when you might be having a moment and you might be tempted to grumble, you might even become a little bit self-obsessed with whatever is happening in your life. Look up and look at everything that the Lord has given you. It doesn't mean you deny the bad stuff or the difficult stuff. He wants to hear about that as well. But in the midst of all that, look for the blessings. Look for what you can be thankful for. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Thankfulness and gratitude are powerful. And I want all of us to get into a posture of thanks be to God. Where our hearts will overflow with thankfulness in every situation. What if in our conversations we were more thankful? It's God's plan for us. What if we clearly appreciated one another and the things in our lives um, what if we, we, we did that? We appreciated them. We were thankful. Because that is God's plan for us. What if our prayers were first and foremost gratitude to God? It's his plan to come with hearts that do that. I really want to encourage us to be a people, to be a church family that experience thankfulness and gratitude increasing and overflowing here, there, wherever we are. Thankfulness points to the presence of God and it's a response and it's a discipline that we should all be growing in all of the time. Ronald M. Rollheiser wrote a book called Sacred Fire and I want to end really with this because I think it's really challenging but so, so true. He writes this, Gratitude is the basis of all holiness. The holiest person you know is the most grateful person you know. That's true too for love. The most loving person you know is also the most grateful person you know. Because even love finds its basis in gratitude. And he also writes, we are mature to the degree that we are grateful. So we're going to, I just want to ask a few questions for you to ponder and then we're going to, in a minute, um, just move into a time where we are going to share communion with grateful hearts. But here are some questions for you. Maybe just want to close your eyes and just, I'm going to ask these questions and just give you a, a little bit of time in between each one just to respond to God yourself. He's here. So we want to welcome you, Holy Spirit to increase what you're doing in us. I want to thank you that for each and every one of us, there is a unique response to you from this message that you would have us um, live around gratitude and thanks. I pray that each one of us would, um, would listen to these questions and, and respond to you.
Jesus. So here's a question for you. What are you thankful for right now? What are you thankful for right now? Just count your blessings in this moment to the Lord and acknowledge them. What is the Holy Spirit drawing you right now to give thanks to Jesus for? What do you take for granted? What have you been taking for granted that is actually an incredible blessing? Just take a moment to acknowledge it. Turn back like that leper in thanks and gratitude to Jesus. What about this? Where can I, where can you this week release thanks in difficulty or challenge this week? Maybe there's something you're aware of that's going to be difficult this week. And it would be so easy to be sucked into that preoccupation and despair. What what is it about those situations this coming week or maybe in this moment where you can release thanks and gratitude instead? And lastly, what could you do? And there's, there's notebooks, there's sort of pages on the seats around and pens, so anyone can grab them and jot them on. But what could you do? What do you want to do this week to start or to increase, to cultivate that heart of thanks and gratitude to God and others this week? What could you actually do to step into thankfulness and gratitude and express it to God or to others. Come Holy Spirit. And we're going to come to a time of sharing communion, coming together with thanks and glad hearts to the Lord for his death and resurrection and the gift of life that he's poured out to us. He's cleansed us from our sins, just like he cleansed those lepers. Lord, would you help us now to come like the one that turns back to you in thanks and praise. And if I carry on that prayer that I read at the start, it says, Hear us, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him, accept our sacrifice of praise, 
and grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples, saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. And he gave it to them. And he gives it to us now. And he says to us, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you that when we throw ourselves at your feet, you welcome us with grace and compassion and mercy. We thank you, we praise you, and would you help us now as we move into this time of of sung worship to bring all that we are in gratitude and thanks and praise to you once again. And Lord, would you do a deep work in us today that our lives will be different going forwards, that our children's children's lives will be different. Lord, will we be people of gratitude and thanks? We praise you and we honour you. Lord, would you help us to do that all the more? Amen.